Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I am really ready for today's episode. I think it's going to be really fun and different. And um, just to give you a little backstory for why I'm doing this episode is because this week over on my Instagram at Nutrition for Littles, I am reviewing a different lunchbox on my stories each day this week. I think I have several, so it might bleed into next week. I don't know. but I'm not all too planned out, but I'm really excited to share those with you. I've been testing several lunchboxes, lunchboxes, wow, tongue twister, out for weeks, months, months, definitely months, and wanted to give you my honest feedback. It's not sponsored. There's no whatever, but I did want to share them with you. So I'm really excited to do that over on my stories at Nutrition for Littles. And I thought today on the podcast, I can give you my best lunchbox tips, my best packing lunch tips, all of the things. So basically, I never really pictured myself making lunches. I knew I would get to this point at some point in my parenting journey. So if you're like, if you just have a tiny little babe strapped to you right now, and you're like, man, one day I'm going to have to pack their lunches. I remember being there. I feel like it was freaking yesterday that I was like, I don't have to pack lunches for so long. And for a while, my son attended a daycare where they provided all his food, which I know isn't always the case. And then he came home to be with me for a while. And now we have him back at an in-home daycare uh, babysitter situation with my daughter as well. And they ask that we pack their lunches. We actually pack their breakfast, lunch, and snack. So we've been doing that for quite a while now, since November. Um, So yeah, not quite a year, but at least six months we've been packing lunches, breakfast, lunch, and snack. (laughs) So I have quite a few under my belt and thought I would come on here and share some of my best tips, tricks, hacks, all the things, uh, just kind of randomly. So (laughs) there's not going to be great structure to this episode, but I hope that you pull some inspiration from here, some advice. I don't know, just make it a little easier on you, whether you're in the throes of making lunches right now, whether it's right around the corner for you, or you think maybe you'll never have to pack lunch. I totally get that. But either way, this can be beneficial for even if you're packing for a picnic or having lunch at home or anything along those lines. I hope you find this helpful. So the very first hack, and listen, if you have not heard this hack, I don't know, you must be like an early bird, an early bird who wakes up super early before their kids, but pack lunches at night. I cannot tell you the amount of stress that this takes off my shoulders, knowing that their lunch is packed the night before. And remember, it's lunch, breakfast, and snack for us. So we do that the night before. Um, This is huge. And even if like, so my kids go to daycare just two days a week, um, Mondays and Tuesdays. So if we can get that done Sunday night for both Monday and Tuesday, we're like living vacation life. Like it just feels so good. There's something about it that just takes that stress off, takes that mental load off. I sleep easier. I don't stress about things early in the morning. We're already running late, even without having to pack lunches. So to pack lunches on top of that is just like stress level midnight. You get me? So pack your lunch at night. Just try it. If you're not on board with this yet, just try it and tell me it does not change your life. (laughs) Okay. 
My next tip for you is, it actually comes from, you guys have heard me talk about this book before, The Lazy Genius. She has this principle called decide once. And she talks about it using this decide once mentality in all areas of her life. And it works for lunches too. Decide once. So what does that mean? It could mean anything for you, but whatever it is that you can decide once on to make your life easier in the future, do it. Oh my gosh, do it. So maybe for you, it's decide once you're going to have sandwiches on Mondays and on Tuesdays, you're going to have like a mishmash plate, which is basically a child's charcuterie board, but I think it sounds too fancy to call it charcuterie. So I call it mishmash. Okay. Um, on Tuesday, or maybe for you, you decide once that you only make sandwiches for lunch. But within that realm of sandwiches, you can do peanut butter and jelly or, you know, jelly and cream cheese, or you can do uh, rotisserie chicken or, I don't know, egg salad, tuna salad, all these different types of sandwiches. But you've already decided it's a sandwich. I cannot tell you the amount of stress and mental load it takes off my plate when I make decisions once. So, for example, we are coming out of a season of life where we just decided Fridays were pizza. Fridays were pizza. It didn't matter. Homemade pizza if I had the energy, like from scratch. But then on days that I didn't have the energy, we ordered in pizza. On days that I had like medium amounts of energy, we did like DiGiorno crust or DiGiorno, is that what it's called? Whatever, the DiGiorno crust. And then you build on top of it. Whatever that is, deciding once (laughs) takes so much stress. When our brains have boundaries to live within and to make decisions in, it really does help us make clearer decisions faster and relieves us of this thing. Maybe you've heard of it called decision fatigue, Ugh, my arch nemesis. So whenever I can decide once on anything, I do that. So maybe for you, it's deciding once on having it be, you know, packing lunches at night, like you've already made that decision. So then it's not a question of should I pack them tonight or should I pack them tomorrow? Whatever your decision is that you can make, or maybe you have multiple decisions, like what lunchbox goes to school with them every single time. Even if it's dirty, you wash it because this is the lunchbox (laughs) that goes with them to school. Whatever it is, decide once, changes my life. All right. And I think it will change yours as as well. The next uh, little hack I have for you is have a physical list written down of go-tos. So whatever that is that makes sense for lunch that your kid, you know, reliably eats, you feel comfortable serving, have a list. So when you're not feeling inspired, you're not feeling it, you can just whip out this phone, this list on your phone. That's where I keep mine of some really good pairs that go together that are easy to pack in a lunch. Which kind of brings me to my next tip is to pack lunch based on a formula. So you get to decide what this formula is for you. Some people it's a protein, a starch, a fruit, a veggie, and something fun, right? So that could be your formula. You could do my formula that I talk about on Instagram, PFCF, protein, fat, carbs with fiber. So making sure that you're hitting all those food groups. And maybe you do something for fun like a silly shape or silly face written on it or a little note or something like that. So whatever your formula is, come up with those pillars and then you just kind of pull from those pillars, whether it's, you know, more nutrition based pillars or it's more um, like color pillars or whatever you can do. Have some sort of formula that you're building on, because again, when we have those boundaries in our brain, Our brain can make decisions so much better within a boundary than it can when it feels limitless, right? So that is an excellent idea kind of to go along with the formula. 
is to create bins and stations in your home. So I love, I have this big mesh basket type of thing that we keep all of our utensils and uh, supplies and things for packing lunches. So whenever we're in packing lunch mode, we pull out that entire mesh bin and we grab the lunchbox and we grab the utensils and we grab the fun additives or whatever's in there, the reusable bags. I love the stasher bags are all in there and we just pull it out and it's all right there. I don't have to walk in back and forth between a cabinet, which sounds so lazy, but honestly, it saves so much time. It's all in one bin. So you can create kind of these stations, but we can do that with food as well. Um, I've seen people do these systems like in their pantry or in their fridge, where it essentially is like you take one item from each bin. So maybe you have a bin that has fruit items and maybe you have a bin that has snack items and maybe you have a bin that has refrigerated items like cheeses and yogurts or things like that and you just pick one from each bin until you've built an entire lunch so that can be so simple and so helpful the next tip is to a either include your kids or b don't include your kids (laughs) So let me break this down. For your kid, it might be really helpful for them to see what's going inside their lunch. They might be excited for it. This might actually be a really hands-on positive activity for them to get um, familiar with different foods, right? So it could be really helpful. For other kids who maybe haven't learned delayed gratification yet or don't like to see that these foods are going in their lunchbox, maybe this is something that you do after they go to bed. But either way, thinking through, is this something I can include my kids in or should I do it when I'm not being distracted by them and they're not, you know, trying to grab things out and unpacking as fast as you are packing, you know, all those sorts of things. My next little hack for you is to add a note or if your kid is too young to read a picture. And what's really fun is you can draw a picture with a dry erase marker on the lunchbox itself. So if you're using any sort of plastic lunchbox, of course, do like a little tester first before you just like write it on there and then it never comes off. But you can write it on there and then erase it that night when you're cleaning the um, lunchbox, which is really fun for our little ones. You can actually take it a step further and draw little faces or add googly eyes to foods that you're putting in the lunch. So I've seen people like with their nail draw on a banana, like a heart or hello or something like that. I've seen people put googly eyes on string cheese, which I just die laughing at. (laughs) That's so funny. And I think a kid would love to open their lunchbox to see that. If you were into the note thing, and by the way, you do not have to be into the note thing. I don't think I got a single note from my mom and we are very close. So just know that it's okay. But if you're into the notes, something awesome that you can do is batch your notes. You could write six months worth of notes and just have them in a little Ziploc bag in your lunchbox making station and just put one in every single day um, so it doesn't get like overwhelming or stressful or feel like a ton of pressure because they're already written, which is pretty cool. There's actually reusable ones too that you can cycle through. Honestly, I highly doubt our kids will remember when two months ago that exact same note was in our lunchbox, but you never know. My kid kind of has a memory for the books, so (laughs) I haven't done that yet. Um, The next thing that I want to remind you of is to kind of let yourself off the hook, right? Pinterest and Instagram and I don't know, whatever it is, you know, including my own account, by the way, can feel really overwhelming. Like that's what it needs to look like. It needs to look beautiful and perfect and cookie cutters and 
perfectly spaced and blah, 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 blah. It's not real life. Okay. That's why it's on Instagram and on Pinterest is it's visual for visual people. And so I just want to remind you to have some grace. You get to make it real. You get to make it actionable for your family without adding the stress of making it look beautiful on top of it. Our kids, even if they are visual, don't need all the flair that we sometimes see on social media. So I'll take this time to apologize publicly for adding to this, but at the same time, I know that it's fun to get inspired. I love to see it. And honestly, when you compare me to other people, I don't do much of this, so I probably shouldn't be tooting my own horn too much uh, because it's just not real life for us. So uh, I don't always make it special. And actually recently inside my Table Talk membership, I was talking to a member and just saying, you know, she was telling me she was doing all these special things for every meal. And I said, you know, if everything's special, then it's never special. So sometimes it can take actually away from the novelty of it if we're doing it all the time. So just a reminder here to give yourself a little grace. And one of my favorite things that I do for meal planning that applies here too is build in and plan in off days, like off, lazy, can't do it, I'm tired, days. When we build in that break, it actually gives us more flexibility and more, I believe, it gives us more energy on days that we are packing lunches when we know days are coming that we quote unquote don't. So whether that means you hand it off to your partner or you give them money for hot lunch if they're going to a school Or maybe it's just using a Lunchable or an Uncrustable and just throwing it in the lunchbox with a piece of fruit and calling it a day and just letting yourself off the hook. I think this can be really a powerful tool when we expect it and when we plan for it. To me, when I start to spiral or feel bad is because it came out of nowhere and I didn't realize that I wasn't planning in time for rest, downtime, off time grace time, right? So I actually like to plan it in when I can and let yourself off the hook. Please, please be gracious with yourself. So there is that. And then I want to say on here as well that you don't have to fill every spot in the lunchbox. So many of these bento boxes have like four, five, six, seven slots for food. And I'm just like, okay, do I need to serve seven different foods to my little one? No, here's your permission. No, blueberries can go in two, three, or four slots even. <laughs> it is okay if there's a slot that's empty. There's, It's okay if there's a slot with food in it that's also in a different slot. It's okay, <laughs> right? My other favorite hack is leftovers, 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 baby. As often as I can, I pack leftovers in school lunch because it makes it so easy for me. I honestly, I'm already there before I put the leftovers away in the fridge. I just put it into their lunchbox and put their lunchbox into the fridge the night before. And it's literally half packed. It's so powerful. The next hack is to freeze things and put them in their frozen. So a lot of times they thaw out by lunch, like string cheese or frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or frozen yogurt sticks. Any of those sort of things will thaw by lunch and they'll also keep the lunch cool too, which is really important for food safety if they're not being stored in a fridge um, at the school. So the next little tip, and this is just for some people, my sandwich people out there, to put a barely moist paper towel on top of the sandwiches so they don't get all like crusty and gross on top. Maybe your kid doesn't care, but I would care. So that's a tip basically for me. 
All right. Um, the next one is using fun utensils like silicone muffin tins for dips and sauces. Uh, you can use little food pricks, things like that. Now, reminder, anything that's going to school may not come back unless the teacher is like keeping a strong eye on it or you have a super responsible kid. So be okay if these things don't come back. The next little tip here for you, if you feel like you have a lot of store-bought things that you're putting in there, like pre-packaged, totally fine. Or if you want to cut back on that, or if you're feeling really overwhelmed by having to make everything from scratch, if your budget allows it, which we all know it's cheaper to do the like larger bulk items and split it up yourself, right? Like we all know that, that the pre packaged applesauce squeezies are way more expensive for the amount that you get than like the huge gallon jug, right? Like we know that and we could divvy out that gallon jug into small containers, but sometimes it's worth it. And if it's in your budget to pay for the prepackaged, the pre-portioned, the easy stuff, like I buy carrot chips and all those sorts of things that are like already snackable. So I don't have to like spend my Sunday cutting up carrots into like little shapes, right? So just saying if you have it in your budget to start there it makes it really easy to start with like pre-packaged or pre-cut or you know just like easy snackable foods and then swap them out one by one as you have the energy and it gets easier because you're like oh I could just cut these carrots myself oh I could just use the big gallon of apple or applesauce instead of these squeezy pouches and it becomes less overwhelming when we do it slowly versus just like, okay, starting today, no prepackaged, da, 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 like Uncrustables. Those are so freaking easy. I had no idea. I literally had one or like my son had one the, for the first time the other day at a friend's house. And I was like, that's a no brainer. Like that is a freaking no brainer. She just bought them at Costco. They were in her freezer and we were having a play date and she just like whipped out like 10 of them. And I was like, that's awesome. You didn't have to stand inside and make them. That was so cool. So those things are great, but could we one day make them all ourselves and put them in the freezer? Absolutely. So just deciding what's worth it budgetary, budget wise, and what's worth it for your time is really, really helpful. All right. Just a few more here. Um, the next one that I want to encourage you to do, and this is kind of counterintuitive from what I've already given you tips on, but Pinterest and, and Instagram can be your friend. Like don't let it become your enemy, but get inspired. Go on Pinterest, go on Instagram, search the hashtags and get inspired. Say, let's make this fun. What are other people doing? But keep it in your mind. Keep the caveat that this is not real life. This is for visual people. This is for a visual social media platform, but do let it kind of inspire you because so many, so many times we get in these ruts and we're just feeling out of sorts. So this can be really, really helpful. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up with this last one, which I think will be really helpful for you. But, um, the last one I want to leave you with is do not obsess about the food that's coming back. Okay. Like it can be really overwhelming to open the, the lunchbox and be like, Oh my gosh, they didn't touch anything. Or, oh my gosh, they had the whole thing. I should be packing more food. Now, of course, we want to take this information in and absorb it and make little changes as needed, but try not to obsess over it. And remember that eating at school is a different eating experience than at home. So we can expect different behavior. Recently on my Instagram, I talked about this and it was 80% of people said their kids eat more at school than they do at home. And, you know, 20% of people were like, well, my kid eats way 
more at home than they do at school. So just reminder here, it's a different environment. I think I'm going to do an entire podcast episode on this and break this down a little further, but it's okay. So we don't need to obsess over it. Their majority of their meals are still being eaten at home. So we are setting that foundation. We are setting that structure and we are the primary feeders for our little ones. So keep that in mind. But all this to say, I hope this podcast episode was helpful. Thanks for sticking with me for the, the extra few minutes and I will catch you on the next one. Oh, and don't forget to come check out my stories where I'm reviewing different lunchboxes every day this week. So see you there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.